0: guys show is brought to you by audible go to audibletrial.com slash and get a free book just for signing up for a free trial why not uh, it's the wheel of topics and i'm your wheelmaster paul alves wait wrong podcast it's the book guys show my name is paul alves and uh i am in muggy hot Toronto, Ontario, Canada joined as always by my co-host Sir Jimmy all the way in North Carolina in the Custom Hollow Book Company bunker where he's ready for the deep apocalypse deep in the bunker
1: with <laughs> the air conditioner off only yes. for the sake of audio quality tonight everyone Yes. how are you
0: we suffer for our art don't we jimmy o- only briefly but
1: genuinely yeah
0: i've got two pillows covering my uh the the exhaust for my air conditioner here so i t- Those i two pillows Yes, you, as you can see from the glistening on my dome. And uh, speaking of weather, well, let's check up the weather in Montreal, which I believe is rainy. And in rainy Montreal, we have author J.F. Dubot joining us. How are you, J.F.?
2: I'm good. How are you guys doing? Very, that's very a, well. That, that's one hell of an intro. I thought <laughs> I, 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 for a moment, I thought we were going to go off and fight crime, maybe surf a little.
0: Sounds absolutely nothing I, like I the Batman the theme. Intro. Sorry,
2: I haven't Jim. heard the
1: intro played live in a while, and I, when it started playing, I started feeling like, like a real old man.
2: <laughs> oh, really? I, I felt like 20 years younger. I, I thought we were going to hop into our VW uh, bus and just yeah. go fight old men that are trying to commit crimes. It was going to be great. The have you bookmobile? read my,
1: uh, my novel?
2: Um, I thought you were going to say your fanfic, <laughs> and I was going to say no. but um, I'm, I'm still going to say no. I have not read your novel, sorry.
1: Okay, well, you just you just described the plot. There you go.
2: <laughs> now I want to read
0: your novel. <laughs> and and in hot and muggy Maryland, author Jameson Stone is with us as well. How you doing, Jameson?
3: Oh, I'm doing very well, very well. Nice. Yeah, it, that was an epic epic intro. I all there I it was
0: holy, holy book,
3: guys, Batman.
0: <laughs> uh, we we thought it was the best uh, podcast uh, theme right up until the moment that uh, Jimmy uh, told me about uh, Medium Popcorns theme.
1: Oh yes, medium pop. We, we <laughs> should, uh, if it's possible, we need to at least play that. Oh yeah, we love them guys. Yeah. and we'll play it at the it end, end of the show again.
0: Good. We'll play it at the end of the show. I'll just, I'll just bring up my iTunes and uh, we'll, we'll shoot an episode.
1: Ruby. I go. look
0: forward to it. <laughs> and, and somewhere I'm, near the bay now, in, in seventy degrees, uh, with, with no humidity though. Is uh, no Matthew humidity. so bad? How are you, Matthew? I'm doing great. Thanks, Paul. Great to be here with you guys. Very nice to meet you, sir. Um, and, and there's one thing that all three of you gentlemen have in common, and that's, of course, that our guests have published via something called Inkshares. And the other day I was uh, discussing about it. Well, the other day, it was a couple weeks ago. This takes planning to get all these great minds together. Um, and I realized we've never talked about Inkshares on the show. So th- this is kind of the inaugural talking about Inkshares on Book Guys. And since we have so many author listeners, I think it'll be interesting for both uh, the authors and the uh, constant readers. So um, I think we've we've selected JF to be our uh, our, our ambassador to start off talking about uh, ink shares.
2: I, I think so. I drew the the short straw. <laughs> I think is the expression. Yes. So, you want me to just describe what ink shares is in general? Yeah, Cause that, I have opinions.
0: Yeah, because I I noticed there's a, there's a few different ways you can use it, and, and just just tell us how how you used it to uh to your advantage as an author.
2: Well, the Waying shares works, and they define themselves as a crowdfunded publishing platform, which I am glad to say that they're wrong. They're <laughs> not defining their own company properly. Uh, it's it's more of a crowd voting. It's a, it's all the, uh, reader vetting or uh, s- selecting. It's basically replacing the slush pile of an editor or publisher by having the public vote on what book they want to see published through pre-orders. The pre-orders don't cover um, the entire publishing cost, so that's why I say it's only crowd voting. Like It's just a, a, a voucher of how committed the readers are to seeing those books made. My, my own experience with Inkshares is I'm a... Okay, can I name comp? Competing book podcasts here? Or are you guys going to? No, you all you can name whatever. Since you know what, we we don't
0: really have. Uh, we, we take sponsors, but we really don't care if they leave. We really don't. We really <laughs> don't have <laughs> competitors. So you,
2: you don't have. <laughs> you don't have. <laughs> you don't have <laughs> no,
0: we love really everyone. Compete. Yeah.
2: Oh wow, we <laughs> love them all. They're all our friends. We probably know. Yeah, all. no, I just I just don't want to start rivalries. No, no. So go for I'm. It. I'm um, Back back in the day, I used to listen. I still listen to them, but now I also listen to the book guys. <laughs> but back in the day, I listened uh, to, to the Sword and Laser podcast with uh, Tom and Tom Merritt and Veronica Belmont, and they mentioned uh, I had just self-published uh, my first book, and I was having fun playing around with the self-publishing platform, just goofing off. It was more of a toy and a hobby than anything else. And they announced that they were having this contest to publish books on a site called InkShares. And I went, I have a book and I want to publish it. So I went to check it out and I learned about this platform that I just described where you basically you use their website to create a page where you, you can either do a draft, well you can do an idea or a draft or an active campaign. And the active campaign you you can you put up your book, title, description, synopsis, a book trailer, what what have you, sample chapters and you put make your campaign live and people can pre-order books they can pre-order an ebook they can pre-order a physical book or they can even pre-order several like a package of physical books which sounds a lot like the the Kickstarter model exactly it's it's the from to a certain degree from the reader or the the purchaser's point of view it looks like a, it, it really does well, look like a Kickstarter. It, it, it sounds program. like
0: you're getting all all that money and, and going to be able to give them stuff, and everyone's going to be happy.
2: Exactly, <laughs> and therein lies the uh, disinformation. Okay. Now, the the way I approached it, I was in a contest. Inkshares has is almost constantly in a state of contest with one affiliate or another, they've had contests with Nerdist, they have contests with Geek and Sundry, uh, they had it with Launchpad. So they, they're constantly like doing these contests where they will have a category and the three books that have the most readers or back when I participated, the most pre-orders will uh, get automatically published regardless of whether or not they reach the target numbers target numbers currently for campaigns are 250 for light publishing and 750 pre-orders for a full publishing run which I'll be glad to describe a bit later or maybe um, sure. Matt and, or Jameson can talk about that in more detail but essentially the uh, once if you would make it to the top 3 then the the sponsor of the collection the the the, the contest can select uh, can select one of the books to be in their collection and not only did I manage to be in the top three, well, it turned out to be top four because they won more books, but uh, Sword and Laser also selected my book to be uh, in their collection. It was one of the first two selected for their collection, which is a great honor because I really like uh, Veronica and Tom. They've, I'm, I've interacted with, uh, with them on some occasions. They're just great people in general. So to be in their collection just meant a lot to me.
0: Well, you and- know what? They're, they're my favorite uh, book podcast that I listen to because I don't listen to this one. <laughs> you should it's got a
2: really <laughs> amazing intro
0: well you know it's i've been here then i edit it and then uh you know i really don't want to have to listen to it again the third no, time's I, not I, the I charm totally, you know yeah i totally i totally get
2: that i barely yeah, but, but congr- podcasts, congratulations I, I, I
0: mean they uh, they've got a huge audience as well and uh and that, that's wonderful we See, I,
1: had uh, we had tom and veronica on this podcast
0: i think we've had um, them on well, I think we had Tom on a couple times, but Veronica's come on once. But we were we were graced by her presence.
1: Yeah, we had them both at one time though, and she recorded a little clip about uh,
0: books. Alex Was Trebek. it about books? <laughs> oh yes, the Suckit. I'm going to try to find the Suckit Trebek clip.
1: Yeah, I threw <laughs> I threw that into the chat, trying to get you to. Uh, See if you can find it, but it's been a while. I have it. It's actually my uh, text ringtone. But, but
0: we digress, JF. Uh,
2: sorry. So, so, no, so, no, have, cool. so, so,
0: uh, you got the sword and laser. You you got that as well.
2: And, yeah, so I, I, got, I got into the collection. So the book got published. One of the things that was very surprising to me, satisfyingly surprising, was that the, 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 one of the worries I had was that this was going to be like a crowdfunding thing, very, very self-published. Not that initially they cut you, they, they cut you a check and you have to publish your own stuff, but that there wouldn't be the kind of professional approach that I was looking in a, in in a publishing experience. As it turned out, and I think Matt and Jameson are going to support me on this, you get a very professional. Like this is traditional publishing. The moment your book gets approved for publishing for a full publishing run you get treated the same way a traditional publisher would treat you. You get developmental edits, you get your copy editing, cover design. Um, The book is distributed in brick and mortar. It gets a print run, gets distributed in brick and mortar stores digitally. Everything that you'd expect from normal publishing, because that is what Inkshares is trying to be. They're not trying to be a self-publisher or vanity press. They they put a lot of their own money up front when they're publishing a book, right. so they're expecting to see returns. So there is an investment on their part, uh, much larger than ours. I mean, obviously we're, right. we're supplying it's, supplying the book. It's a the substantial
3: in the work. investment in, in some cases. Yeah, it's it's, it's substantial. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, exactly. I, 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 and, and uh, you know, uh, even, even with a major publishing, uh, uh, con, let's say uh, like James Patterson, I mean, he, he's he also, uh, you know, the publisher does take quite a large chunk of, uh, of his books, you know.
2: Yeah, and, and, and Inkshares originally had what would be considered a financially unsound split with the authors. Right. I would say they've
3: Non-sustainable.
2: Uh, Non-sustainable. That's. I mean, none of us complained. <laughs> Maybe we right. should have. Uh, they've revised it. It's still better than most traditional publishers, but now it's. It seems like something that's more reasonable as far as the percentages are are concerned. I don't want to say spit out numbers because right. a I wouldn't remember them and, and B, they might they're change. Available on the website when,
0: you know, within a few days, anyways. But uh, but uh, I mean, uh, is there any? Uh, do they? They don't lock you into any kind of contract, do they? I mean, is there not anything stopping you from self-publishing on Amazon? Uh, after uh, uh, doing an ink
2: shares, it, it depends what. Like, I can publish other books, but the right. books that they, they contract from you, if you will, they do keep the rights for it. It's still... I think right now, they're still, it's still kind of fluid where it's going as far as for how long they keep the rights.
3: And I think one of the interesting things about ink shares that certainly you can't, uh, you know, appreciate or approach on a self-publishing deal and it's much more from traditional publishing is ink shares allows... Um, their team to be able to go and actually do other property or ip deals and so um, for them to be able to effectively do that they need to be the main representative of, of that book and the derivative rights so they wouldn't right. be able to have people out publishing in no. other platforms otherwise it wouldn't allow them to really
0: no and, and and from from what i i saw they they do pump out to uh, amazon and itunes and, and whatnot from inkshares do they not
3: oh yeah oh yeah and yeah. audible so, too yeah. so i
0: oh fantastic
3: my, yeah, my novel, Rooney the Apprentice, will be available on Audible in the coming months, and there are many others. I do believe that JF has an Audible deal in the works as well, and many others coming
2: down the line. I, I, I have deals. No, no J- JF... Let, not let's, just the Audible, but...
0: Yeah, let, let's take a little, little break from talking about Inkshares itself, and JF, why don't you tell us uh, all about the, uh, your, uh, the book that did uh, catch uh, Tom and Ron Kazai.
2: Um, the book... Um, f- thanks. I'm super good at doing book pictures ready you'll see. three two one go <laughs> so my book the life engineered is a science fiction novel about the far future where humanity has effectively been phased out temporarily from the galaxy and been replaced by its own man-made descendants a race of robots uh, called the capex or chapex depending if you want to use the proper Czech uh pronunciation right. the uh this race of robot is essentially um, instead they kind of follow the reverse of human how humans work where our bodies are born and then our minds grow up in the bodies as limited as they are they do it Backwards, where they'll grow a mind, and then that mind gets to create its body depending on whatever function it wants to serve in society and in the galaxy. Wow. so if you like traveling, you can decide to be a sentient living ship, or if you want to uh, if you want to explore the surface of the sun or stars, then you can be a, basically a robot made of extremely re- heat resistant materials that has this kind of sensory abilities that will allow it to do that kind of job. So basically, one of the things, one of the tenets of that race is that uh, to them, heaven is f- is uh, purpose fulfilled. It's the the idea of being able to live exactly as your brain was designed to live. So it's a very utopic society that they've built. So the the story follows this one KPEC that is you you can see her genesis as before she's born. You can see how she basically works with her her creator, to build her body. And then the proverbial crap hits the fan when uh, her creator is destroyed and the, she needs to figure out who did it, why, and at the same time stop her civilization, this perfect civilization, from breaking out into civil war. You know, you, you just gave me my new, my
0: new go-to uh, party question. You know, if your mind could create a, any kind of custom body, what
2: would it be? <laughs> it's, it's a fun exercise to make. And it's, it's weird because the, 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 the CAPEX in the book are kind of separated into different classes depending on generically how, they're, how they select their bodies. And one of the things that's really fun to discuss with some of my readers is when they come back with what their favorite class. Oh, I would totally want to be this class of CAPEX. That's always, that's always a fun discussion to have.
3: When I read the book, I, it was exactly what was on my mind. I was like, oh, would I do this? Would I do that? Would this even be allowed? And there were some interesting scenes in the book where the main character was having that exact same conversation and wondering what is allowed and what would be useful. I, I really appreciated that part of the book, actually.
2: We need to have that discussion at some point. Yeah.
3: I'm, I'm,
0: yeah. I'm going to put that on the wheel of topics as a topic of discussion. It's for another show. Just saying. And and let's let's go around the table while while we're at it. And we'll come back to you, JF, and we'll, we'll talk a bit more because I know that Inkshares also has some other uh, features. Me, we might want to explore, but uh, maybe Jameson, tell us about uh, your book that you recently uh, purchased. Uh, sorry, published on Inkshares.
3: Absolutely. So it's called Rune of the Apprentice. Uh, it comes out November first. Currently available for pre-order, and as I said before, uh, we just recently signed a Audible deal, so it will be available for your wonderful listeners on Audible nice. in the months to come so it's always an exciting thing for the podcast community um you know it's epic fantasy science fiction so people who love huge big worlds sweeping vistas and landscapes and and, and interlocking political intrigue would feel right at home at ruining the apprentice uh yeah, follows me main...
1: love we love arthur c clark yes. there you go
3: arthur <laughs> c one of well, our faves there, there's a there's a lot of good ones um So it follows a main character whose name is Alexi. Uh, In this world, the magic system is controlled by runes. Uh, The book is set incredibly far into the future where magic and technology have come together through bioengineering and nanotech. And the way that you, as a normal person living in this world of Terra, will control this magic or control the technology is through runes. Uh, Most people have to spend many, many years, uh, really dedicate their lifetime to be able to master this technique. but this young young man named Alexi is born with a rune embedded in his palm and is dormant. Um, he is then ushered off to this training academy where he can harness this ability and then is manipulated and used for nefarious ends and then eventually um, kind of breaks free of the academy escapes and then goes on an adventure to try to figure out one what's going on, escape the assassins trying to claim his rune and then Trying to kind of overthrow the political regime that is used, that uses runes um, to conquer the the several continents to uh do the right thing and save the world
0: very That's ambitious
3: yeah it's, <laughs> it's a it's a lot for a sixteen year old to do the guy's got a got a lot in his plate but it's a it's a fun exciting read yeah
0: i i I have to do full disclosure here i haven't read any of your books yet, and I do plan they're all on the uh i'm out up next they're on the up next <laughs> They're well, the November
3: first, Rune of the Apprentice. Check it out. If you're if you're a lover of epic fantasy or science fiction, this book
2: is for you. Wow, is is it, gonna forward. make a really good audiobook? Because you've heard the exuberance. Actually, Jameson seems a bit toned down compared to the way he usually <laughs> talks about his book. But you've heard like the energy that he has when he describes it. And that energy is very much present in the book itself. Yes. So I'm I've read the book maybe twice. So now I need to I'm really eager for the uh, I'm I'm eager for the the audiobook because that's going to be an interesting read. I'm curious how Audible is going to do it. I look forward to
3: to how they can pronounce a lot of these names. So as as epic fantasy there's 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 a couple of mouthfuls in there. So it'll be fun working with them on it. Well, no, no,
2: you've you've read a... The Life Engineered. <laughs> someone someone hates me and they don't know it yet.
3: Oh, your stuff though like Yadrazil and you know all the you know there's a lot of mythology worked in. I really appreciated that. It was really cool.
0: I'm uh, bringing it back to Inkshares for a second, uh, Jameson. Um, the audible uh, component is that's also through Inkshares,
3: correct? So that that's kind of what I was talking on uh, before. So yes, the, yes. What what one of the so let's say let's say I were to have self-published rune of the Apprentice*, um, right? It originally, actually, it was agented by a New York agent, um, and then he unfortunately had some health problems, and so I was unable to continue the deals um, that we had in the works. And so it was either self-pub or find someone, someone one of the not major six. I, I decided not to do a self-publish. Um, but let's say I had self-published. Um, to be able to get Audible, a massive, massive company, to give Rooney the Apprentice the time of day, to get... Uh, Uh, an audiobook deal before release it's next to impossible Um, and so they were able to uh ink shares that is on my behalf negotiate very very good terms for an audiobook deal um so we could try and time that deal at least somewhat around the date. release date it's going to take i I hate it when when, uh, there's
0: a book i really want to read and and the audiobook comes out like you know nine months later it's oh it's it's crazy yeah
3: yeah, yeah, it's really true. I mean, you're ready to read the second book
0: in some cases, which is <laughs> a shame. Well, well it's just more uh, for me, it's more convenient to, to listen than I mean, I could probably go through two books a day, you know, just just in, you know, times when I, uh, you know, commuting and whatnot, depending on the size okay. of the book.
3: Hundred percent agree.
0: Yeah, so they, so they handled uh, getting the narrator uh, everything you know through uh, you know Audible ACX and whatnot, and I'm sure that the, the, uh, did they coordinate with you like a uh, budget as far as narrator? I mean, you're not going to get you know, Morgan Freeman right off the bat, right? You know, not for your first book, anyways. Right, um, right, yeah,
3: not not right away. But so exactly. did they give you they some have, like a ballpark they budget, and then um, yeah, there's there's actually I,
2: a pretty I, can I bring okay. in a correction? You you mentioned that they go through ACX, but that that is not it. They go. This is directly, directly with audible, audible that bring that bought the rights. Right. So they're they're not just going to grab from the ACX pool of pro of uh, of talent. They're going okay. to
0: they're going to audible uh, audible. They're going to audible the crap out of it. Yeah. Right. I I, I always found that well. that I know it might work out very well for everyone, but I I think it was kind of weird that you know a a, uh, a retailer is also you know. You know, then again, Walmart sells their own brand shampoo. So, you know, I guess there's nothing wrong with Audible also producing audiobooks.
3: I don't know if you think about Whole Foods. I love the 360 brand. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can get any sponsorship from them by that <laughs> comment. But
0: <laughs> we, we have a couple of new sponsors, but that's going to be for next week because they're, they're still there setting up uh, promo codes for us. There you go. Some of them don't realize that, you know, we, we have to do it audibly. So when they give me a promo code like uh, it's uh, whatever.com whatever dot com slash A L upperscore nine, you know. Up right, right. Uh, backslash backslash, I can't do that. Score. It's gotta be a word I can say. Um
1: dot com slash book guys. Yeah. 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 There
0: you go. Um we did you reach out to Inkshares, to but see, uh, uh yeah. nobody from Inkshares responded. We did we did want to give them a fair uh, shake here, just to let everybody know. Um but that 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 is wonderful not having to deal with all that and just have them handle it, and just sort of say, X amount of dollars, uh, you know, and whatever this range and that range, and give you uh, someone to read your book, put it in your earballs, as they say.
3: I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I mean, and I'm excited for what's down the road too. There's a lot of other other authors that Inkshares. Maybe a lot's not the right. Term, but there's other authors who also have um, other media forms such as TV and movie deals coming down the line. JF can talk a little bit more about that because I think he's his head's on the chopping sure. block. And make, make sure to come back fame when uh, and fortune's concerned, but when the
0: audiobook is ready, so we can play a clip and uh, chat a bit more oh, about
3: sounds it. Sounds wonderful.
0: Sure. Uh, let's just r- round out the, uh, the the table here uh, with Matthew, Mr. Matthew Soban. Um, and maybe you could tell us about his book on ink shares. I know he's he's been like sort of shaking there in the chair ready for his turn
4: Well, I, I was trying I wanted to chime in and say, you know, I'm actually really excited. I think uh, Jameson's will be a great audiobook. book I have Jameson's and uh, it has great secondary characters so I think you know with those secondary characters and an audiobook, and, you know getting that great dialogue and uh, Sort of the interaction between those characters. It'll, it'll just be fantastic Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Absolutely looking forward to it myself. Um, Yeah, tell us about yours, uh, Matthew.
4: Sure. So I have a science fiction novella, an illustrated novella on Inkshares. It was in the uh, second Sword uh, Laser Contest. So I wasn't competing against JF. There was a second contest about, I think, I don't know if it was a full year later, but a little bit later down the line. And um, uh, I just sort of jumped into it impromptu, and uh, I I didn't know what to expect, but it, it went remarkably well. And, uh, you know, the the community on Inkshares is something that I don't think should be understated. And, you know, I talked to other authors during the contest. They were really supportive. I, I had exchanged emails with JF, uh, you know, sort of out of the blue, like, hey, can I pick your brain a little bit? Um, and, you know, JF, uh, among others, were, you know, really helpful in, in uh, going through the crowdfunding process. And it, it can be quite grueling the contests uh, seem to be have been extended out of three months, but they were a month and a half. I can't really even fathom doing three months right now. A uh, month and a half seemed like it, it went on forever. Um, so uh, specifics on my book, um, it's science fiction in the far future. Uh, it's uh, in some ways a little bit of hard science uh, in terms of the solar system. I'm taking you through the life cycle of the solar system um, about, you know, how we're really at least uh, unless something changes drastically, inextricably tied to the life, uh, life of our star. Uh, so um, there's two main characters. I have a character named Nikolai, and he's a uh, somewhat disenchanted inventor, a uh, sort of a, a genius. A, he's somewhat modeled on, a, on an Einstein type of character. Right. And um, he creates a robot. Uh, A humanoid robot, a large robot, Um, and he makes him, you know, very advanced and smart with uh, a lot of Earth's knowledge and robust. So he would basically become a time capsule and he would be around following man and would see the destruction of the solar system. And uh, if there were anything to follow, uh, he he would be around uh, in that far future. Uh, and uh it's sort of about his journey uh with Nikolai through flashback and then uh through the solar system as uh the solar system sort of tears itself apart. Oh, sold. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> sold. And there's
3: some really beautiful art in in this in this story too. There's some really really amazing pieces. I, I'm really excited to have the printed copy in my hands.
4: Wow. Thanks. I I think it's gonna be great. I the art is some of my favorite, um, really, it, it's been my great honor to work with this artist. Um, he he's sort of been a collaborator, a creative collaborator. His name is Jack Katz. He in the nineteen seventies he wrote um, and drew at the same time what is arguably the first graphic novel. Uh, it's called The First Kingdom, and it's about eleven hundred pages, um, fully illustrated pages. Uh, and he's uh, 89 years old now and still working like a clock. And it's unbelievable. Um, and uh, he's done about a dozen beautiful illustrations for the story with Jonathan and Nikolai. And um, I just think it's going to be tremendous. So I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's great. You're going through Inkshare. I mean, that's one of the most expensive things you can publish really would be, uh, you know, uh, with a lot of illustration a lot of the self-publishing routes, you know, you, uh, you know it's, it's all text, period, you know.
4: Right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah I, was,
3: I was so impressed by the last machine in the solar system, the artwork that, honestly, I, I, I called up Matthew. And I was like, hey, man, like, what can I do to get a hold of this artist? It, it, it's just that good. So I'm excited, and I'm, hopefully we can have something in the Rune universe down the line, too. It's, it's really great.
0: Um, Matthew, yeah, is was so there any cool. chance you have some art that you could uh, shoot our way? We'll put it in the, uh, in the show notes.
2: Just as a teaser?
0: All right. Excellent.
2: We'll do that. That's cool. I haven't seen any of this yet, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes for sure. We'll put a link in the show notes. uh, I'm just talking to the constant readers now. We'll put a link in the show notes to all three of our guests' uh, websites and their ink share pages and whatever else they want. Whatever else they decide they want in the show notes. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we're going to take a, a quick break guys we'll come back, we will talk a bit more about The Last Machine, The Solar System and all these other wonderful books and ink shares uh, but before we go to break um, I think Sir Jimmy is going to uh, reach out through the chat room and strangle me if I don't play the Veronica Belmont clip <laughs> Indeed. Hey
2: everyone, this is Veronica Belmont from the Sword and Laser show at swordandlaser.com and you are listening to All Talk 24-7 books at alltalk247.com Brilliant. Oh, wait, now
1: nah,
5: hers was better than <laughs> mine.
1: She turned the perky up.
5: I, you was, got, you yeah. guys got to do a group, a group one now. <laughs> <laughs> suck it, Trebek. Suck it long, suck it hard. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> There's your bumper. Hello, the book guys. This is Alex from the Alex cast. I am here to tell you within the bounds of 30 seconds that people should listen to my show as well as yours. Here is one reason. I have written two books. There is a word in your title, book. So, we got that going. So, go to alexcast.com and give it a listen. Or iTunes, or Stitcher, and wherever the hell else you get stuff. The same thing you probably tell your audience. You can find it on alexcast.com. Alex is always spelled with two X's. Thanks! Hi, this is Bernard Robichaux. I play Cyrus on the Trailer Park Boys, and you're listening to the Book
2: Guys. Uh, mmm. All right, Ah. hey, this is Joe from the Ozone Nightmare, and you are listening to the Book Guys podcast.
4: Ah, Book
0: Guys. We're back after all those nice uh, ads and promos and whatever we're going to put in later and post. Um, we were talking ink shares and stuff before. Well, I was going to ask you guys uh, about another feature I noticed about ink shares. Not only can you post chapters um, of the books that you're working on, and and I believe you have to at least put a little bit of excerpt from the book, but uh, they also allow you to post ideas. I mean, like just a couple of sentences. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now my my question is... uh, what what's the legality between just a, a vague framework for a book as far as uh, plagiarism and and uh, copyrightability? I mean if uh, I mean if you, you could post on Inkshares, you know, a ten sentence you know a synopsis of Star Wars, and you know you know your Lucasfilm is still going to have the rights, right? If they if they came out afterwards,
3: sure. Take Space Janitors, for example. It's pretty similar to Star Wars, is, right. but it's an a, you know, intentional parody.
0: I, don't, I think all of
3: it is in the execution. And so right. the idea behind Inkshares is crowdsourcing not the money, but the viability. Is this going to be a good book? Is this a good idea? Is this something people want to read? And ultimately, is this something people want to buy? Right. And so authors, I, I know I'm in this boat, I'm sure. Oh, so you probably get math. like 100
0: ideas a day, right?
3: Exactly, it just—it's like a the the fountain you know bubbling bubbling forth the, the cup. You know, I, I'm going
0: to talk about him a little bit later, but this is where a lot of people, uh, you know, like to uh, you know throw wet things and 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 you know uh, rocks. At yeah, James, like uh, space
1: at... balls too to search for more money. <laughs> That's
0: it. No, but That's but I mean a lot, a lot of people on, like to uh, throw rocks at, at James Patterson for not writing all his novels. I think the man's a genius. He's got this pool of talent that don't mind, you know, uh, giving up the name on, on the jacket in return for, you know, some payment. And he just sits there you know, and, and writes up a, a, a you know, brief outline, hands it to someone, and says, here, write the book.
1: And we are still waiting on the return call from his secretary. Yes, still
0: he does follow us on Twitter, but uh, you know, still nothing back from. But you know, maybe he's not. You know, he doesn't write his own books. Maybe he doesn't run his own Twitter account. Just saying, hey, right, probably. Now. <laughs> so, so yeah, like, like you were saying. So, yeah, like someone like you have a lot of ideas for novels, but maybe not all of them are are great. And and maybe the, this kind of system where it's crowd. Uh, uh, you know a, a crowd a hive mind that that can actually look at that and and sort out which one is is the best one you've posted or at least you know uh, democratically you know, and,
1: speaking and all, on on this whole tip before I lose my train of thought it's it's awesome because let's say you've got like Jameson probably does a hundred book ideas in his head but there's this one book if he had the time to research it and really develop this other idea He'd love to see it, you know, come to fruition, but he could put the the synopsis of the thought out there and let somebody else take it over and enjoy it, much like a book guy's podcast that I'm not on, I will listen to, Right. you right. know what I mean? And to get it made and get it out there and just keep the the creativity and you know, the karma and everything flowing. Yeah. It could be. I'm, I would be probably a jealous mistress, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, no, I, that's, that's not a bad way to, to live. <laughs>
2: well it, that it, it's I find it um, from my, my very limited experience with the ideas feature on inkshares, people seem to use it in different ways. Some people seem to use it very much as a way of cataloging all their ideas and doing that kind of a b testing to see which one of these ideas seems to pick up more steam um, while others will just use it as a repository for their ideas right oh, others perfect. yeah good idea uh, others will just they'll put up an idea as a way of forcing themselves to put effort into it, because now it's out there. You,
1: yeah, and people you, start demanding it.
2: They can't exactly. hide
1: anymore, exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's, a, it's a good way of creating some motivation, setting a fire behind, uh, up your behind so that you, you start running with it. So I, I don't know. Personally, I, just, I use ideas as a, a way of sort of doing a preliminary on a campaign. Right. Now, warming, there's, there's, warming speaking of,
0: of preliminary, I, I wanted to ask, uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that you, you do not have to have a full book to, to post on Inkshares and, and start your, <laughs> your crowdfund. No, uh, you
3: certainly do not. No, people can come with ju- just an idea or anywhere from a partially completed manuscript to a fully completed well, manuscript.
0: I, well, see, I, d- I didn't know that the, the, just the idea uh, uh, portion was also tied in, in that way. So so like let's say like someone like Manu Sadia, who we had on recently with Treconomics, he could write one sentence, uh, a book about the economics of Star Trek, period, and, and people could pre-order it?
3: If he could promote it well enough, right. and if, if he could kind of tap into the zeitgeist or the collective, you know, the collective yearning for yes. that book, hypothetically, yes. Now, probably for a first-time author, is that feasible? Absolutely not. Would but that,
1: Would that make him a demagogue?
3: who knows probably he'd probably have to write a book about himself in that case but i i i I think that down down the line the idea feature could turn into a way where an author is standing at a fork in the road and they have to make a decision do i go right or left because we only have so many hours in a day and this potentially could be a way to help them choose
2: if if my personal recommendation to anyone that would want a campaign on Inkshare is to if especially if it's your first time, go in there with as full of manuscript as you want as as you can. As you can yeah. Because when when it hits, when crowd when the crowdfunding portion is over and you're into production, there is a demand. You you have you have clients, paying clients and fans and people who want your book, and you have a production team and you have all these people waiting for you to hand them a manuscript and get something going. Right. So it can seem like a lot of fun going in there with just an idea. But once the train leaves the station, if you don't have all your baggages ready, you're right. going to have a problem. Now, now, I, uh, I couldn't speaking agree of the more. train yeah. the
0: train leaving the station, uh, is there a time limit uh, from the time that you crowdfund your, your book to the uh, time that it must be completed? Or other, you know, a.k.a. a deadline?
2: There is no hard deadline, but there is the my readers are going to get sick of my crap and not fund my second book deadline this kind of soft vague point where your credibility starts getting eroded yes yes
0: yeah there
3: technically is a timer that ticks down but Inkshares is pretty reasonable about offering extensions so it's not in the same like kickstarter where there's a hard stop point
0: but but i can see where where it's feasible where you like an idea so much that you know you're going to put it up anyways and and you've already written that first chapter you just don't know if you want to continue on. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, Stephen King threw Carrie into the rubbish bin. Um, so I think that it might be a good way to to sort of, uh, you know, um, as they say, kill, kill your children um, before uh, you spend, you know, two years writing that novel. And, I just and, hope you have a couple kids if you, you know. That. No, uh, I, totally, I completely you know, you agree. You know what I, I mean, though. Agree. We do not advocate I, killing children on, on Bookface
5: You don't. I, I, I
2: don't.
0: also want to state clearly. Uh, we are not sponsored by Inkshares. Uh, it's not the reason we're talking. They have not given us one dime. Uh, we're doing it because we think it's neat. And
2: uh, apparently uh, there's three gentlemen here who uh, don't disagree completely. No, so far, Inkshares has done very good for me. I mean, maybe not financially, but as far as a guy trying to build a career from literally nothing, Inkshares has been an avenue that came out of nowhere and has opened so many doors.
1: Would you say that Inkshares is a platform with a lot of stairs but no gates?
3: Yes. That's a really That's a really interesting a, way of putting it. Like I I really like that. Yeah, huh.
2: It's Yeah, it's a very, very good way of putting it. It's, yeah.
3: There, um You're welcome.
2: Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. Okay.
3: I'm gonna use that. I'm, I'm <laughs> stealing that one. Thank there's, you.
2: There's no gates, but there, there's a lot of of goalposts and 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 plateaus that you need to sort of you know. Th- there's some challenges that need right. to be overcome, but there's nothing. Like there's there's no one no one's gonna tell you, No, you can't do anything with your ideas except the people who are meant to enjoy your ideas. So if you right. come in with a book that's completely off the walls, if you can prove that there's an audience for it, well there you go, you've got a book. Phenomenal.
3: Right. And, and there are a lot of stairs to climb. It, 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 it's hard work. It is crowdfunding. And again, crowdfunding, not from the perspective of raising money, although you are doing that through pre-orders. But you really have to get out there and you have to connect to your target audience. Um, so for me, I went to a lot of conventions and I talked to people. I dressed up. I'm an avid cosplayer. And, and JF can tell you all about it. We just got back from Dragon Con, And I just talk to people. And I find out what they like. And if what they like synergizes with what I write, I then talk to them about my book
2: yeah so so yeah uh, james jameson's a machine at conventions i can't do what he does <laughs> you got the pitch down eh it's uh, a, he, he's it's amazing it's I'm, I'm gonna try it but it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of stuttering and sweat it's gonna be horrible <laughs>
3: yeah
0: there
1: is a lot of sweat that's true
2: <laughs> so so yeah um
0: uh, i had a question but it just popped out of my brain. You this were
1: going to say stuttering and sweat, so it's a lot like Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's exactly like Comic-Con.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, I was going to say, uh, if you gentlemen don't mind, let's, uh, let's figure out what everybody's reading. Over here. There's a bookshelf. Ab- absolutely. What's on your... What's on your Kindle, your nightstand? What's on your... What's, uh, what's on your InShares page there?
2: What are you reading?
0: What are you doing? Uh, let's go around the table. Uh, maybe, uh, JF, wh- what have you been reading lately?
2: Uh, actually, re- recently I finished, uh, I finished reading a lot. I, I, say, I haven't had much time to read actual books until very recently. I'm just about to crack open Mary Roach's Grunt. I tend to read a lot of nonfiction as yeah. sort of passive research. And Mary Roach's books are just amazing for that. And Grunt his her, her most recent book. It's about the, uh, the curious science of humans at war. And I'm not – I usually don't I, – I don't know much about the military in general, mostly because I'm Canadian. So we don't care about right. war yeah. until it's – like until someone needs saving. Uh, but Mary Roach has a very, very interesting way of writing her books. Uh, I've, I've read. I started the first book of hers I read is Packing for Mars about the uh, about space exploration and uh, space travel. And I've read pretty much everything that she's written since. And her her approach, which is both funny and oddly objective when approaching various subject matter, um, allows you to have a very multi angled approach to the subject. And the idea of her writing a book about the military, I seeing how she wrote other books, especially uh, was it stiff, which is the, the, the what happened, the, the curious lives of human cadavers. She didn't just concentrate on what happens in, say, the United States or North America, but she went all over the world to see how people approached uh, approached. The, 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 the witty treat they dead right so what's going to be interesting about grunt and I'm, I'm eager to read it is that she's probably not just going to do american military she's probably going to be looking at military across the world and that's going to be very culturally enlightening for someone like me who doesn't even know how ranks work so i'm, you can I'm ask
3: if, if you want you can ask my ask my NCO wife about it, she can help explain it to you, JF. Hey,
1: It's hey, very I need, complicated. I need, I need your wife to come over here when I play this game, The Generals. We, we can... Send, send, me, send me an IM. We'll, we'll help you figure it out. She <laughs> helps me all the time. It's really
3: complicated.
2: Yeah, it's, well, that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm coming from a place of absolutely zero knowledge. This is why I almost never touch military subject in any of the books I write, because I would mess it up hard. Um, but... I'm, I'm curious to, like, M- M- Mary Roach has this approach to it that's going to be a good introduction. So I could talk to you an see a wife, but it would, we would not be talking the same language because I wouldn't even know where to start asking questions. Meanwhile, after I read Mary's book, I'll probably be in a better position to actually have a starting point that is not just kindergarten.
0: Oh, that, that's a lot I'm going to put on my uh, to-check-out list. Oh wait! Have you ever Very read nice. any of
2: Mary: uh, Mary's I books? have
0: not read a single of Mary's oh. books. If, if you had to <laughs> you, pick just one, four poor one, bastards. Which which would it be? No. Which, if you, you had to pick
2: just one, which one would it be? Uh, if I had, if you had to start with one, yes. definitely start with Packing for Mars. Packing it is. Mars. It's, it's a brilliant book, and if if not, start with Stiff. Uh, that's actually uh, Packing for Mars is perfect. Uh, I'm fascinated
0: with the whole uh, uh, um, the prospect of a Mars mission. I love The Martian. Um,
2: yeah. Okay, sounds good. Uh, well, that's it might be a bit of a depressing book, man, but because she explains why like a lot of the the the, the problems we're going to have when we start doing serious space exploration and some it's of it's not going
3: to be easy. Game. Come on, man.
2: No, it's oddly enough you don't just stick a bag on your head and jump into right. space. Well, not like I mean, guns if, 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 if you Jeez. Not, no, not the I movie, but involved. if you, if
0: you've read The Martian, I mean, he gets into a lot of jargon and 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 you know, as he says, science is the the shit out of it. So, I mean, yeah. he does you know, you get like two chapters. It's just him trying to fix a, a rebreather with duct tape or something. It's a fun book. So it's like it's interesting as well. Um, yeah, let's go around the table. Let's give everybody a chance. Um, Jameson, sir. So
3: Hello. at DragonCon, uh, with some other of our Inkshares authors, I picked up a book. Um, actually, the first three chapters, in advance uh, advance reader edition by timothy's honest called starcraft evolution so i'm an avid video game player if you were to ask my wife she would tell you that i have a gaming problem i probably do <laughs> but i play a lot of video games um i know it's it's a it's a it's a horrible hat that i, that I absolutely we'll, love
2: we'll watch later it'll be fun oh,
3: right after this maybe um <laughs> And you can actually feel feel the that influence of video games in ruining the apprentice, my novel. But I'm really excited about um, StarCraft Evolution. Um, it's interesting. When we were there, uh, we we talked with Timothy um, at a uh, panel, and that's where he gave uh, these first three chapters to myself and a couple others. And I asked him the question. Um, so I, I grew up playing StarCraft One, um, getting getting beat thoroughly from Koreans who play this game as well. Oh, yeah, there was just no time. point.
0: Just no point. As soon as you saw Korean characters on the screen, you just had to just quit the game. He's going to so win in, I, like, two minutes.
3: <laughs> I, I went to boarding school. I actually played with them, like, on my dormitory. Oh, race. So I got, like, I got trained by these Korean kids. Wow. <laughs> so I got pretty good. And so I asked, I was like, Timothy, so, like, do you play StarCraft? you wrote the book for StarCraft? Do you play? And so I'm not going to answer the question. I'm going to let you read the book, and I think that the book, it, it, it will answer that question for itself. I'll let it speak for itself. So check it out. It's, again, called StarCraft Evolution. So
2: Very the first nice. chapter is just a long discussion between two Zerglings, and immediately you know that, no, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: no. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can, t- I can go on and on about how much I love StarCraft. Blizzard is amazing, but... This yeah. is the Book Guy show. I don't even
0: want to start talking about my uh, my Hearthstone addiction.
3: Dude, Hearthstone's good. I just played a, <laughs> a couple of the solo missions, um, getting ready, waiting for you guys.
0: Nice. For the new nice. expansion. <laughs> Lo- loving that new, uh, the new uh, expansion. It it's ain't fun. right. It ain't right, I tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, Matthew, uh, what's on your uh, Kindle or nightstand? Or on your so e-fridge? These-
4: e- yeah, so these days I have. It's seemingly two piles of books i have the Inkshares book and then i have the uh usually more uh, intellectual sci-fi book that i'm trying to digest uh so at the moment i'm reading on the uh intellectual sci-fi side i was reading the island by uh, aldous huxley uh which is um i guess you know like the lesser known of uh the two, you know, Brave New World and then The Island. Yes. Uh, out, you know, Brave New World is more techno technology. This is more. And, and uh, it's
1: sort of like Brave, It's like Gattaca as well. <laughs>
4: yeah, right. It's more, you know, spiritual and uh, and uh, religious. It's uh, it's it. it you know, a lot of the stuff in there is very bizarre. It's it's fascinating to read. Uh, Did you see the movie? N- no, actually, I haven't seen. There's the
1: movie. a movie, and it's um, oh. It's Char- I think it's Charlie's Theron and um, Ewan McGregor. It's got Obi-Wan Kenobi oh, in it, man. It's interesting. Good. It does. And uh, I found that it on sick. Netflix. I heard about it on another podcast and watched it. And it's it's a yeah, it's a cool movie. There's some pretty epic product placement, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, we're not talking about the island, it's not eh? as bad as Demolition Man. That's true. Good point, sir. Good point.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to. Check out.
1: <laughs> it says Sir Jimmy. That's what you think. <laughs> uh, okay, I take it all back.
0: Oh there's there a uh, there's an audiobook version of Island coming to audible on the thirteenth uh, of September cool narrated by that simon is. Vance i was I was trying to play the clip but it it hadn't been uh it hasn't been released yet. How's that for a time delay between being published and uh, the audiobook coming out I know geez that, <laughs> that, that is a big gap. <laughs> <laughs> he must have negotiated uh, really long for his yeah <laughs> uh,
4: um, and then I wanted to mention i was also reading uh, yeah um, uh, my, the Inkshares books, I got, my pile of Inkshares books is growing, uh, and uh, I was reading uh, Asteroid Made of Dragons. J, JF, is that, that, that's another Sword and Laser one by G. Derek uh, yeah. Adams.
2: Yeah. Essentially, I, I was picked as sort of the laser choice, and he and uh, Derek was picked as the sword choice. And, it, it, no, Asteroid Made of Dragons is a great book. It, and, we, yeah. and
3: we met him, actually, at DragonCon, which was a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: yeah. he is calm, he has come.
3: He's a very funny guy and that humor plays out in his book. I would highly suggest it for people who enjoy kind of not so much satirical humor but just it just is funny, man. It just is a funny book.
2: Oh no, I yeah. thought I was going to hate that book because I, I don't too. like I don't like satirical uh fiction. Like it just bothers me. And I read his book. I went in half hardly cuz I got an ARC from it. And uh let's I'll just I won't I'll just read it to see and it just grabs me. Like when when the second when the second characters start coming in, you you see where it's going, and it it just it takes a life of its own. It's great. It's super original.
3: Matthew, it's interesting what you had mentioned about having the two stacks. I I have my normal stack of books, which now includes this uh, uh, Starcraft book, and the Inkshares stack. What other Inkshares books do you have in your stack?
4: Uh, let's see. Are you putting me on this. God, it's over there. Um, mine's mine's
3: huge. It's have, like it's towering. It, my dog knocks it over occasionally and then scampers yeah. out of the room.
4: I have abomination for sure. Um, I have, um, oh, Jameson, what's the poetry book? Uh, now blank. Oh, oh uh, Dawn, Dawn of, the, Dawn, of the Alg- Dawn of
3: the Algorithm. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, love it's that Really book. good. That's a really I, I cool
2: think book. specifically you with the kind of stuff that you write, Matt, you're gonna absolutely love that one. Yeah. i do I, I do have you I read, read it. have you
3: you you have you read it yeah, yeah. i have
2: like, yeah like oh. three copies <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah 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 it's really cool so for for your for your listeners um Guys, uh, at, uh, at the, the the book guys, so Donna the Algorithm is very similar to what Matt is doing with uh, the Last Machine in the Solar System. So it's a smaller work, uh, like a novella, novella, and it's illustrated. Um, and so it's a, as you had mentioned earlier, Paul. Um, it's really cool that Inkshares allows its authors to kind of break free of a lot of the constraints within the publishing industry where you really can only just publish a book with text. And so I'm, I've, I've got my copy. I'm looking at it right now, Don, the algorithm. And it's just, there's these illustrations are so amazing. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really like what Inkshares allows authors to do really come out with some really unique stuff.
4: Yeah. I also have some illustrated poetry and I was drawn to that book because, you know, that that's exactly what it is. And it's just so cool. And, uh, and I'm, I don't, it's amazing that he was actually able to fund it. I, I'm very daunted by funding poetry. I haven't been able to take the plunge on that one. But that, that is a really cool book. Yeah, it's small, illustrated, and um, hopefully you know, mine will be sort of similar to that.
0: I've got to spend yeah. more, more time on the Inkshare site and uh, browsing around for, for stuff. Try to discover <laughs> And the coolest thing is,
3: is like not all of them are going to be for you, obviously, just like anybody, but because people post chapters and they post updates, you really get a feel for the both the book and the author. So when you buy something, you know what you're getting and you know if you're going to like it or not. That's what really attracts me. I mean, there's no mystery. There's no confusion. Like you like the book, you get it. You don't like
1: it. You don't get it.
0: Oh, and I almost forgot Mr. Jimmy. Mr. Jimmy, what you been reading, sir?
1: I've been reading um, Indefensible by Michael Greischbach. Uh, It's a book about, uh, I'll just read the tag, The Missing Truth About Stephen Avery, Teresa Haubach, and Making a Murderer. And I don't know if anybody, uh, I don't know, any one of the four or five million people that watched Making a Murderer on Netflix. sorry.
2: (laughs) That was me. I I have watched it.
1: So this book is by an attorney who is based in the same county where all this has happened, and he's, he was involved and related to the case where Stephen Avery um, supposedly killed someone back in the mid-'80s, spent 18 years in prison, gets out of prison, and then gets charged with murder again. That's, that's the whole synopsis of making a murder, if, if nobody's familiar. Well, this guy went through all of it, wasn't involved in the second case, but as an attorney in that county was very closely tied to it. And he breaks through all the stuff that the documentary had you swayed towards him being innocent and breaks down all the stuff they didn't put in it. And by the end of it, he tries to convince you one way or the other, where, whether it actually happened or not. And uh, I'm doing my best spoiler alert right there.
0: There you go. We'll try not to spoil <laughs> too cool. much of it. Very, very... Who, was that?
1: Who was it read by, Paul? You have that note?
0: Uh, uh, narrated by? uh Narrative. yeah james foster is the narrator did you want to play a short clip i know we're running a little bit yeah, late yeah today.
1: yeah play a little clip i but, love it uh, and this is that uh, this is actually uh, an mp3 cd that i got from our friends at brilliance audio kendall bryant our new guy over there yeah. um, sent this out he's like hey let me know if you review a book and you know i get six seven eight books and finally i got one that i thought was cool enough to talk about because it's, yeah. it's timely and it came out like a week before they announce that they're going to let Brendan Dassey, who is the uh, like the half-witted nephew of this guy who got put in prison as well, they're going to let him out, apparently. So all that happened, and then this book comes out, the poor guy. But uh, <laughs> All
0: right, let's take a let's listen. listen uh, a J- James Foster narrating uh, Michael, how do you pronounce that? Gre- Greisbach. Oh Well, we'll find out. Uh, we'll play a little clip from Audible. Check it out.
5: Forward. Indefensible recounts a three-month journey I embarked upon after I watched the Netflix documentary Making a Murderer, along with tens of millions of other viewers around the globe, in late December 2015. The trip was strange, because I thought I'd already taken it. Twice. Once, when I watched Stephen Avery's murder trial unfold in the county where I work as a prosecutor— And again, three years later, when I reviewed its high points for the final section of a book I was writing about the Avery case, entitled The Innocent Killer. That book, published by the American Bar Association in 2014, focused on Avery's wrongful conviction in 1985, not his 2007 trial. In neither of those trips did I pay close attention to the landscape of the murder trial. It wasn't my trial after all. I was not directly involved. To my surprise, I began to wonder while watching the series whether I had taken a wrong turn 10 years earlier and reached the wrong conclusion when, like everyone else in my line of work, I had assumed the evidence planting defense in the Avery trial was nonsense.
0: All right, cut it off right there. Oh, great minds think alike, Jimmy. I was already on the Thank pause you. button. Yeah. That's it. I want to know I want to know more. <laughs> Hey, you can you can find out more. This can if it if it's your first audiobook. You know, you know, like a drug dealer. The first one's free. You can go to audibletrial.com/bookguys and you, you can go
1: to com.
0: you could go to brillianceaudio.com as well. Yes. You can get them anywhere. Anywhere, my friend. <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm going to skip my, my book pick just cuz we're running low on time. I'll I'll talk we'll talk about uh, the next shoe um, and we'll the next Stephen King book you're reading? Yeah, no, 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 no. There, there's all right. Wheel the topics a real quick. Now, uh, let's let's run through our, our our book news really quick. Um, or should I save it for our next episode as well? Perhaps. Nah, I' right, these... you don't want to talk about the clowns in North Carolina? No, new, no, no. Movie coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk. We're going to talk a little bit, just a little bit about uh, uh, the, the iPhone X- Seven. No. Uh, the ex-Navy SEAL, who wrote the book on bin Laden. And remember, uh, when it came out, we were all discussing how uh, maybe that was a bad idea, you know. Uh, you know being on a, you know, a, a special forces team uh, on a secret mission, uh, everything's classified, and then releasing a book on it's probably a bad idea. Well, here's, here's a little clip from, uh, from Social Underground. The former Navy SEAL, who wrote a book about his role in the raid that killed Osama bin Laden, will pay the government more than $6.6 million for violating non-disclosure agreements and publishing without getting the document cleared by the Defense Department, according to federal court documents. According to the settlement, Matt Bisonet, who wrote No Easy Day under the pseudonym Mark Owen, has 30 days to pay $100,000 from the proceeds of presentations he gave using slides that were not approved by the department. He's in trouble. Um I wonder
3: I wonder how much money he made off of the book and where that figure Well I think comes that that from.
0: figure actually comes from uh the, w- the money he made from the book. They they right. want it all all back. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Uh,
2: it's still a win though because then he can just write something else and he'll probably find publication yeah, with it.
0: That's true. That's true. But I mean, has he done anything uh as interesting as killing Osama bin Laden? Who knows, but maybe he w- he'll be able to write something uh Okay, Jimmy. We'll a topics show after this. We'll do it for sure, for sure. <laughs> Sorry, just looking in the chat room there.
1: Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I got one more quickie we can talk about, uh, and that is. And now tune in for more exciting television. Oh, loud jingle, loud jingle. Um, Amazon has greenlit a Jack Ryan series starring John Krasinski from The Office. I think this is great. Uh, he, he played uh, Jim in The Office, and uh. I gotta say, his his deadpan stare at the at the screen was always one of the funniest things on that show. And we know he can do comedy, but uh, if you've seen him on in anything else, he, he he's a good actor, and I could I could see him as Jack Ryan.
1: A lot um, of people don't know the difference between Jack Ryan and Jack Reacher.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a reinvention of the story, and um, it's going to be greenlit by Amazon. It's a ten episode order, so we will be seeing it on Amazon's uh, whatever it's called. The thing that nobody has. <laughs> well, if you have Amazon Prime, you have access to the, uh, all the Amazon TV shows somewhere hidden on their site. I know that I had Prime for a year and I could barely ever find anything. Maybe it's because I'm in Canada.
2: Yeah, no, Canada, we get, we get gypped here for Amazon Prime. It's not a good deal.
0: Oh, really? That's too bad. Yeah, it is not a good
2: we, deal. We get some decent, uh, decent Netflix, though. We get a lot of stuff first.
3: Guys, got to get a
0: VPN, man. VPN.
2: Who says I don't? <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just lost my show notes <laughs> i'm just all over the place today folks all over the place
2: it's pro um, man yeah it happens so we we can we run the show instead no yeah. okay
0: fine
1: you guys all right you now can. Sure now can. let's uh now let's record the show
0: all right <laughs>
2: good warm-up
0: uh i want to thank you guys all for for coming and joining us today it's been a lot of fun We're oh on. our oh, pleasure it's been,
2: yeah
3: it's been great it's i the only thing I have to say is, when are we coming back?
0: Yeah. yeah Anytime you want is the answer, my friend. <laughs> Mr. Sounds Jimmy, good. it's been a pleasure. Jimmy, you're going to stick around afterwards, and uh, a- anyone else who wants to, will spin the wheel a few times.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got uh, 10, 12 minutes left in yeah. me. Even I'm, though uh, I, I do am not... excited about the, the relaunch. Yes.
0: I, I don't have all the jingles ready yet, but maybe we could do a test spin. We'll call it a test spin.
1: Hey, that's fine. Let's, okay. uh, let's ping the feed. All Just right. separate it by one day
0: yeah let's do it oh, okay. all right um and uh, what's the thing i usually do right here thanks everybody you can find us at bookguys.ca or reddit.com r bookguys we will be back soon and i'm talking slowly because i really don't have much to say
1: <laughs>
0: see you next time if you google this.
1: we're right. right beside kevin smith's comic book guy that's right <laughs>
0: stay
5: tuned book readers and book listeners Book Guide Show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel.